the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, we are all started up on a Thursday night at 6.04. I am in Brooklyn, New York, but holding down the fort in New York City is Joan Pelzer. Hello, Miss Pelzer. Hello, Mr. Idala. How are How you? How are you today? Oh, <laughs> we both I'm, said it I, at the same time. I'm bored. I, I'm bored. There's nothing going on. It's very boring. And uh, behind the turntable in the mixes is the great Nick Malone. Nick, thanks for filling in today. I really appreciate well, of it. Of course, guys. No worries. So this is what I'm told by uh, my friend, Mr. Bitter. Homicide, rats, and graffiti. Those, those are the true indicators of the status of New York. Uh, you can play with statistics all you want, but there's the, the dead body count, to be blunt and gross about it, the dead body count is a clear indication of the level of, of serious crime, right? The, it's one of those six crimes, you know, murder, rape, robbery, burglary, grand larceny. <clears throat> I believe the last one may be auto theft. I'm probably leaving something out. But so the homicide rate is a very good indicator of that. In terms of quality of life crimes, graffiti is a very good indicator of that. Uh, you know, you remember in the crazy 70s and 80s, graffiti was everywhere. And when Giuliani and Bratton came in, and Jack Maples, and they had the, the broken windows uh, method of policing, you slowly but surely saw graffiti disappear. And then it reemerged again. And now will it disappear again? That's, that's the question. And rats. Why rats? Well, rats, I guess, I, you know, because I said yesterday they don't really bother me, but Mr. Bitter is correct. It is, a, um, it is an indication of cleanliness. It is an indication of the level of sanitation uh, that is uh, going on in the city. I heard somebody today... Who was it? Who? Oh, I know. I, I was listening to Judge Napolitano, who's a guest on our show, who now currently resides in New Jersey. But he, um, uh, you know, he, he's in the city three days a week, and he says, you know, he's noticed the city to him at least seems a little dirtier. And according to Mister Bitter, you know, the the proliferation of rats is a clear indication that sanitation is not under control now. Obviously, the mayor uh, agrees that these are issues because Mayor Adams um, 
obviously we know a, a major part of his, not only his campaign, but his administration has been all about crime, crime, crime. It has not been as successful as obviously he wants. And as a guest on our show today, we are going to have the New York City Police Department's Chief of Transit, Chief Mike Kemper, is going to come on the show because there have been some incidents on the subway that are quite disturbing. He's also going to give us a little insight into this new rookie cop robot. I think it's K5. Um, We heard Tom Harris talking about it on Tuesday. On Times Square Tuesday, they debuted it in in the, um, you know, it was like kind of a dog and pony show in Times Square, but they actually started putting them to use today, I believe, in the Times Square area. And um, Chief uh, Mike Kemper, the chief of transit of the NYPD, will be on the show, and we're going to talk to him. Um, Actually, I'm going to hand off the baton to Joan. Joan, are you ready? Are you ready for your big interview with the chief? Oh, my gosh. I'm ready. I am ready. I got him on speed dial. All right, so Joan will be, but it's, you know, this is really right from the source. So we're worried about crime. This is the NYPD's chief of crime regarding the the, the transit, our buses and our subway system. Now, there is a poll that came out that is disturbing. Um, You know, when I first read about this, it's the cover of the New York Post. When I first read about this, I said, okay, I want to know who conducted this poll. And then when I saw it's the Siena College Research Institute, that's a legitimate poll. That's a legitimate polling um, entity. And, you know, I, did, I was not able to look up quickly how many people they polled. But of the people they polled, basically almost a third said that they are looking to get out of the city within the next five years. Actually, it was 27% of state residents said they want to move away in the next five years. A stunning 30% of respondents who also cited inept political leadership and soaring taxes as reasons for wanting to flee. They cited crime, housing costs, poor schools. Um, Now, the big number was, oh, there's 10,000 people who have left the city, uh, you know, I think in this year. That's out of eight plus million so it's not really a ton of people but look if people want to leave the city no one's stopping them that's the beauty of this country it's a free country so if you want to go live in florida or north carolina or arizona go for it um i will tell you that being in the city yesterday i I had lunch um one of my friends places bernie riley who owns a bunch of uh irish american establishments in in the city he was telling me how his places are really booming and the fact that Chase and J.P. Morgan announced that everyone's got to come back to work five days a week only took them three years. And I, I, I dollar between in comments. It took us three weeks to get back to work uh, after the pandemic was first announced. Um, but, you know, try to get into a restaurant. Try to get into La Bernadette uh, anytime soon. You know, the, the, try to get into Bad Roman, these new restaurants. Well, La Bernadette is an old restaurant. Bad Roman is a new restaurant. There are there is a portion of New York that is thriving. Um, try to buy a place in Park Slope. Try to buy a place in in Brooklyn Heights. Try to rent places there. There are sections of New York City that are absolutely thriving. Uh, I'm not saying that we don't need to work on crime. I'm not saying we don't need to work on the quality of life crimes. I'm not saying that we don't need to to work on our sanitation issues. Definitely are traffic issues. And 
a hundred percent are educational issues. Um, I will tell you the other day I was speaking to an, a, a, basically a friend of a friend and it was a woman who was from Eastern Europe. And in general, my experiences with speaking to, I have a lot of friends in Europe. I, I would say that they're, educational system is superior to ours. I'm not just talking about New York. I'm talking about America. And I believe the statistics bear that out. Um, yeah, they just seem much more knowledgeable about history, about world history. Uh, I, you know, I had a meeting today with two gentlemen who were like talking to me about the Middle East and the history of the Middle East. And Imran was there and Imran was somewhat keeping up with the conversation because he's a history buff. But uh, we definitely could do a better job in the United States of America regarding our educational system. You know, Joan, we should have a guest on who could really educate us about charter schools. And That's a great idea. What's going on with charter schools and the plus and minus. I mean, Imran's wife teaches at a charter school. My sister she te- teaches at a New York City public school. Um, but, you know, the, the this poll that came out, it, I mean, again, from Siena College, and it's, it's a legitimate poll indicating that a lot of people want to leave. Now, they what I have not seen statistics about is how many people have come into the city of New York, number one. And number two, I'm not sure exactly how accurate these um, these numbers are. I do know a lot of people are going down to Florida having for no other reason except the tax consequences. Um, listen, New York taxes are nuts. They, they really are crazy. Um, and the taxes in Florida are much less. And people who have significant wealth um, save a, a, t- a tremendous amount of money by relocating to Florida. And um, I don't know. We, we shall see what the future holds. My biggest concern, and I, I spoke about it today um, with people I was, I was conversing with um, at a business meeting, is the commercial real estate. You could walk up and down Fifth Avenue and Madison Avenue, and there's just too many vacancies. And that's what we could see. You go above in those buildings, you go higher up, um, and there's a ton of vacancies. I get calls all the time now to, if I want to get out of my lease and, and where my law office is on 45th Street and Fifth Avenue and go into another location, and I'm, I will say the, <laughs> the rents are much less expensive, um, let me tell you something, moving a law firm is not for the faint of heart. Um, if I have my druthers, I will retire out of the location that I'm at now. Don't tell that to my landlord because that will give them the leverage when I'm negotiating, but it's just a real hassle to move. Um, and I do love my location, 45th and 5th. I'm, I got the triangle of like Times Square, Grand Central, and Rockefeller Center. Um, I do want to come back and talk a little bit about... Um, this New York City Council, they're actually proposing a bill that I'm pretty excited about because um, it will affect me personally. Um, I'm going to tease you about that. I'll tell you what that is. Uh, I guess I have to touch a little bit about President Trump being in town. And don't forget to hang on because uh, the chief of transit, Mike Kemper, is coming in to talk about the crime on the subways because it's something we definitely need to address. So, Joni, thank you for being there. Nick, thank you for being there. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back in a couple of seconds. She's the one. She's the one. 
Are you fed up with hair loss or weak, brittle hair? Invite Health would like to introduce you to Hair Enhance HX. This powerful bioactive formula targets the root causes of hair loss, like stress, hormone imbalance, and nutritional deficiencies, packed with clinically studied nutrients shown to increase hair strength and growth. Formulated to target male and female pattern hair loss with amino acids to strengthen hair and promote new hair growth. This comprehensive formula addresses the multiple causes of weak, brittle, and lackluster hair. Take advantage of this limited time offer by one bottle of Hair Enhanced HX as suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com and use promo code HAIR. Are you ready to get to the root cause and finally see and feel a difference? Call now, 800-673-2345 for Hair Enhanced HX. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. You know, that's our uh, favorite law firm. When you want to talk about a healthcare proxy, when you want to talk about a power of attorney, you know, when you're healthy and you're feeling good and it's a beautiful day like it is today, you think, eh, I don't need a power of attorney. Eh, I don't need a healthcare proxy. I'll worry about that when I'm older or when I'm sick. And you know what, folks? Nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts. They'll step in and they'll make decisions for you. And nobody wants that. You want to designate who you want to make your healthcare decisions, who you want to make your legal decisions. So how do you do that? It's not hard. It's really not hard. And to be honest with you, it's not expensive. It's all relative, but it's not, it doesn't break the bank. You call our friends at Connors and Sullivan. You tell them you heard about them in AM 970, the answer. They've been doing this for 40 years. They know their stuff inside and out. They are going to help you make the plan that protects you best, and you're going to designate who you want to make decisions for you. So for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Let's talk about my friend Susan from Rhino Shield. Is your building exterior looking weather or worn? Is that your condo or your co-op and you're on the board and you have to figure out what to do? Are you in the process of planning for next season's improvements? Tired of having to paint every four or five years? Don't make the same mistake by calling a painter. Call Rhino Shield first for a longer lasting solution. Rhino Shield is engineered to outlast paint and is 10 times thicker than traditional paint coatings. Rhino Shield is a ceramic coating that is sprayed onto your building and looks just like paint, but with many more benefits. Protect and beautify your buildings as to adding value, dramatically reducing wall maintenance work while insulating and soundproofing. Condominiums, apartment buildings, multifamily homes, single-family homes can all benefit from RhinoShield. RhinoShield ensures a successful, worry-free installation that bonds to virtually any substrate. Call to request your free quote by October 31st and receive a 20% discount. You'll never have to paint again. Call 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com.
Well, the grapevine, that's a, it's actually a, a fitting song for what I want to speak about now. You know, remember when you actually used to hear things through the grapevine? Like, there really isn't a grapevine anymore. Now it's, you just go online and you could like, you could find anything you want, whenever you want, however you want, as fast as you want. Um, your privacy is gone. Let's face it, folks. Our privacy is gone. Um, all we have now is what we think is privacy, but it's gone. And um, I remember Justice Scalia saying to me once, holding up like one, I, I don't even know if it was a smartphone. It may have just been a cell phone, uh, like a flip phone. And he just said, once you have one of these, you lose all your privacy. Because that people could track you through GPS. You know, I'm reading um, Jared Kushner's book right now. He was President Trump's son-in-law, Ivanka's husband. And he said that when they were in the, um, in the White House uh, and they had to talk about something confidential, they would take their phones and they had to put them in these like lead-proofed boxes because what he writes in the book is that there's they that their technology exists that even when a phone is off, they could figure out how to turn it on, listen to your conversation. I mean, that's again, that's what he writes in the book. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I don't think he's lying about having to put his phone in a lead-proof box when they were going into the situation room or, or discussing top secret stuff. Very interesting. So you guys have heard me talking about the Madison square garden situation. Mr. Dolan, the owner, um, will not allow lawyers who, uh, or who are in a law firm that, and that law firm is suing Madison square garden for whatever reason to enter any of the, any of the facilities that he owns. Um, this makes no sense because hypothetically, if you're actually suing Madison Square Garden, the reason why Mr. Dolan and his lawyers have said, I, Arthur Idala, can't enter because we're suing someone who fell and, and really got a bad injury on their ankle, um, is I may run into or start questioning people there or witnesses there about the case. Now, first and foremost, so you guys know, as the lawyer who would be the trial lawyer, you never go in and question someone about a case um, because you don't want to make yourself a witness. You have a private investigator when you're in the private sector or when you're a prosecutor, you have a detective there. So that hypothetically, if someone now testifies and they testify differently than when you spoke to them, you could then now call the detective or you could call the private investigator and say, when you interviewed this person three months ago, didn't they say the sky was blue? Yes. And today they're saying the sky was gray? Yes. Okay. And you can impeach them. So first and foremost, the premise of, well, we can't let any lawyer into a law firm from any law firm that's suing Madison Square Garden into Madison Square Garden, but then they go on further to say you can't go on go into any venue owned by uh, Mr. Dolan. So you can't go to Radio City Music Hall. You can't go to the Beacon Theater. There's one other that I'm forgetting. Um, so think about it, folks. Just just so we realize how preposterous this is. Lino, let's just say, the lawyer in my office who uh, does all criminal work, let's just say, uh, he has no idea that Imran is suing Madison Square Garden. So hypothetically, he goes to wants to go see um, 
uh, what's his name, Jerry Seinfeld perform at the Beacon. And he goes to the Beacon, and through facial recognition, they throw him out. Now, if we're suing Madison Square Garden on 34th Street, 32nd Street, 33rd Street, um, why are there witnesses in the Beacon? There aren't. Why are there witnesses in Radio City Musical? There aren't. So it makes no sense. Um, But how are they catching you? Now, I will tell you, I have been in Madison Square Garden before they started using facial recognition. Now, what they're doing is they're using facial recognition. So when you go through, folks, they are taking a photograph of you. I think I think the machine is, is on top of the magnetometer. So when you're going through to get searched, um, there's a camera there that's taking a picture of you. And now it's doing this instant search of their database to see if whether anyone from the Idala law firm, any of the lawyers, if you're a paralegal, you can get in. If you're a secretary, you can get in. But if anyone from the Idala law firm uh, is entering... This com- these computers work so quickly, they make the match, there's an alert that goes up, and now they find this guy, now in this case it was Lino, my office, they find whoever it is, they surround you, it was four guys, surround you, tell you you got to come into the office, they go into the office, you, you have no idea why at that point, You're, it's, it's a very unsettling feeling, that's what I can tell you, and when you go into the office, there's a picture of you walking through the magnetometer, and there's a picture of you on the law firm's website, and they say you have to leave. Now, there's been a lot of litigation about this going back and forth. I've already spoken about the details. One judge said, well, you can't come into a sporting arena. They can't ban you from a – they can ban you you if it's a sporting event, but they can't ban you you if it's an entertainment event. And the – an appellate court – overruled them and said they can ban you but if you go there and you go in and they tell you have to leave they got to give you 500 bucks and reimburse you for the ticket so the city council has actually seems like they're stepping up now i don't know if this is going to um pass or and then whether the mayor's willing to sign it although i would ask him to sign it New York City Council members have introduced two bills that would ban businesses and residential buildings from using facial recognition technology to identify customers or tenants without the customer or the tenant's consent. Um, Both bills are scheduled to be introduced to the City Council on April 27th following a Committee on Technology meeting two days earlier. So here's the first bill, and this really goes after Madison Square Garden. It's... um, Sponsored by two councilwomen, um, Councilwoman Hanif and Councilwoman Gutierrez. And what they're saying is you cannot use biometric identifying information to identify or verify a customer. If businesses or venues choose to collect biometric information, they must notify the customers and require written consent according to this new bill. They would also be prohibited from sharing any of the information with third parties or storing it themselves. So in other words, hypothetically, if someone was on the FBI's most wanted list, they put that into their database. After that event takes place at Madison Square Garden and, and that person from the FBI database d- does, is, doesn't come through, they can, according to this bill, they cannot keep your information. So they are trying to actually protect our privacy. But it would also uh, 
prevent them from, you know, identifying these lawyers from walking in. They'd have, I mean, there's too many people that walk into these venues to know who's who without using this technology. Um, the Here's what Madison Square Garden says. The facial recognition technology is a useful tool widely used throughout the country, including the sports and entertainment industry, retail locations, casinos, and airports. We have always made it clear to our guests and to the public that we use facial recognition in compliance with all applicable laws as one of our tools to provide a safe and secure environment for our customers and ourselves. They're not using facial recognition for those purposes. They're using it to keep to basically intimidate lawyers so to prevent me from going to see the cure there in, in june to prevent me from going to see seinfeld in in um the beacon theater to basically say maybe idala won't take the next case because we're going to give it can't go to a knicks playoff game can't go to a rangers playoff game um maybe this will this will stop uh idala from bringing a lawsuit well if they don't have this facial recognition stuff I could go in and out there. They won't be able to identify me. So the city council is actually um, trying to stop Madison Square Garden from uh, from these policies. The other bill has to do with um, not allowing um, landlords of multi-unit buildings from using the same uh, facial recognition program. Um, I don't know the policy reasons besides that, except... If I'm a guest at someone's building, again, this goes back to when I started this conversation, it's got to do with privacy. Do I want everyone knowing that, that I, that's where I was that day? Do I want them recording my, my picture? Do I want them knowing, oh, I got there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and left at four, 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Now, to be blunt, it could be a great crime-fighting tool. What do you give up? Do you give up your privacy to have a safer environment? You could ask yourselves that question. If you live on an army base, you're very safe, but you also have very little privacy. If you live in the general public, you're not as safe, but you have more privacy. You make the call. We're going to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about crime. We're going to talk about Chief Mike Kemper, the chief of transit for the NYPD. We're going to talk about the new rookie cop robot. And, of course, i got to touch a little bit about President Trump testifying today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough, and tonight is Legal Night with Plaza College, our great uh, sponsor for Legal Night here on AM 970, The Answer. Imran Ansari and I will take on the biggest court cases of the day and a little insight into the Plaza College. See you then. A good work partner knows what you need before you need it. That's how it feels when you work with Cintas. Your dedicated Cintas service reps get to know your business and have the industry knowledge that can help you prepare for what's ahead. They'll deliver your team's workwear freshly laundered. Make sure your first aid and safety supplies, mats, mops, and towels are stocked when you need them. And your fire extinguishers are inspected and in working order. Visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. Okay, so let us talk about court reporting. Let us talk about our friends at Plaza College. Yep, Plaza College, and you know, small world. So uh, I told you Tuesday night I went to go see uh, Bruce Springsteen. As I'm walking to the Long Island Railroad Station, there was our friend Randy, who was on the show Monday night, talking about his uh, taking the, the uh, 
tra- making the transcript of President Trump's arraignment, and we'll be talking about President Trump shortly. Um, and if you see Randy and you see how happy he is and you see how relaxed he is and what a brilliant career he's had, you would really be motivated to go to Plaza College Court Reporting School. Um, it is just a great career. You are so respected in the legal industry. You, you kind of get your, your butt kissed because you're in control of, of what goes on that page. And, uh, you know, it, it, and, and when we get it, how fast we get the, the, the documents back. Um, now with technology, you can get it back in real time. It's all about money. It's, and, but who, where does that money go? It goes in your pocket. The um, National Court Reporting Association has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z. You get it? A to Z. And it's being offered free and can be completed, can be completed from your own home. You don't even have to go anywhere. It's worth a try, folks. It is definitely worth a try. Now, how do you find out about it? Just send them a quick email at info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Sorry, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. Well, let me tell you something. When I go into that courtroom and I'm fighting for you alongside Imran, I have to look good. And how have I been making myself look good? Well, besides eating right and exercising and have little Arthur and, and big Luca run me around the park, um, I have been using the hemp leaf products. I've been telling you about that. We spoke about that to, to them on the show yesterday. And it's really it really makes a difference, uh, especially now when um, I've, like, I was on the road and I used like a regular um, – like a lubriderm kind of thing. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but it feels like a bunch of water I'm putting in my hands as opposed to the shea butter, which really feels like a coating that's going on my skin that, you know, makes me glisten a little bit and makes me, <laughs> I will tell you, it makes me feel better. Um, I don't know if my eyes are playing tricks on me, but I, I look in the mirror and I look at my skin. I'm like, wow, my skin looks pretty good. And I basically give um, that credit to hemp leaf. I've been using it now since maybe November um, so it's a, almost six months and um, there's a noticeable difference. And I wouldn't say that unless I, I really believed it and I thought it was true. Um, they And the, the cool part is this. This stuff is made right here in Long Island, New York. You heard the two founders yesterday on the show, Ray and Jason. The products are vegan friendly and cruelty free. Um, and... Soon I'm going to be doing a gig and uh, I got to start running again and getting my lungs. I mean, I'm going to be singing on stage with my band. 
So I probably are going to be needing to use their icy pot, which is their muscle rub. Um, after your, you know, especially my quads will get all jerked up. Um, and for the young ladies, there's Helixer, which you rub that on your, your heels after a day in high heel shoes and you'll wake up feeling great. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to www.hempleaf, H-E-M-P as a Peter, L-I-E-F, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F dot com. You'll see all of their products. And if you mention the name Arthur at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, let us talk about um, tomorrow. Before I talk about President Trump uh, and what he did, what it was going on with him today, I'll talk to you about um, what's going on tomorrow because in my whole family's life, it's a big day. Um, tomorrow is the Colombian Lawyers First Judicial Department's big luncheon, annual luncheon. I don't know if this is 55, 56 years that we've been doing this. <clears throat> we did obviously miss a b- couple of years there for COVID. But besides that, it was going on nonstop. I want to um, congratulate. 56. Thank you, Joan. Um, I want to congratulate my wife, Marianne, ahead of time because she's almost single-handedly been running this event um, for the last decade or so. And it is basically, it's not Columbia Law School. It is not the country of Columbia. It's Yes, it's named after, I hope everyone's sitting down. I hope I don't offend anyone. It's named after Christopher Columbus. Yes, after Christopher Columbus. You know, like Washington, D.C., District of Columbia, like, you know, Christopher Columbus. Um, So um, tomorrow there'll be, uh, you know, close to 500 people in the room. There'll be the most prestigious judges in the in the state. They're honoring the acting chief judge of the Court of Appeals, Anthony Canataro. And... um, he uh, will be on a dais with, I have to introduce the dais, with about 50 other judges and dignitaries from the, not only the Italian-American community, but the, ju- the judiciary. And um, after I step down, Marion will run the program. Um, and it's a really great afternoon. It's going to be at the Pierre Hotel, where my buddy Sage is the general manager. And um, it's usually a, a great afternoon. It's a great afternoon of Italian pride. And don't forget, um, 56 years ago when this started, Italian-Americans had a very different um, status in this country, but especially in the legal profession. And just today, um, I had a lawyer who was visiting in my office, and I introduced him to two of the young lawyers who work in my office, who are both Sicilian from Sicily. And um, what do you think the lawyer said? Joking around, and I'm not mad at him. He goes, oh, you Sicilian lawyers, la cosa nostra. That was the first thing that that came out of his mouth. So, you know, know, that doesn't really make me too happy. But it is what it is, and events like this um, show off the um, achievements of Italian-Americans over the years. And, um, I mean, one of the... Several highlights of my um, extra ju- extracurriculum judicial career was, or legal career, I should say, was when I was the president of the Colombian Lawyers Association in, I think it was 2006 and seven. 
Um, I gave the award one year to Judge Mike Pesci, who you've heard on the show, who listens to the show all the time. He was the chief administrative judge of criminal and civil for Brooklyn and Staten Island. And then the following year, I gave it to Justice Samuel Alito, which was a really spectacular afternoon. Um, but when I was much younger, um, I had just just become a lawyer. I got sworn in as a prosecutor on February 1st, and within two months, uh, they Justice Scalia got the award, and that was all. I choreographed all of that, asking him to accept the award. When we were in the hills of Tuscany drinking wine, e- eating bread with olive oil on it, and... and from some sausage right off of the farm. And that's a story I'll tell you another day because originally he told me no, and then I had to convince him. And, but it was great. Uh, I remember you know, we then went back to my house, and Justice Scalia was there eating and playing the piano, and my grandfather, Artie Idala, was double-talking him. It's a day I'll never forget. Um, so that's tomorrow in the for the Idala family. Um, I will be interviewing a great guest tomorrow. Um, Joan, why don't you tell us who our guest is tomorrow? Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. Bill Schnee. I kept, I kept mispronouncing it Schnee, but it's Schnee. And he is like the engineer's engineer in the music industry. And you being the head singer of Rapid Pulse, that amazing rock band that rocked us in December and will rock us again in June, just in time for my birthday, you're going to be just in awe of this, this guy, man. just he's so you produced, know, he he's produced and engineered Whitney Houston, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand, uh, the Dire Straits. I mean, just really, really great. So he Steely he is Dan, a, Steely Dan. He won Grammys. You'll, you'll tomorrow should be a great show. I I hope I'm up to, to up to, up to the task. So I have a Rapallo in the morning. Well, it's noon to three, and then we'll we'll do the show, and then. I'm supposed to sneak out again and go see Springsteen tomorrow night. Shh, don't tell anyone. He's playing in Jersey. You got to go see Springsteen in Jersey. And I'm going with hardcore Springsteen fans plus Frank from Staten Island who says, I don't really get the Springsteen thing. So I'm going to just, I'm going to expose it to him. No one's going to shove anything down his throat, but we'll see. We'll see how he takes and how he absorbs the Springsteen vibe. Before we go, um, because we have the chief of transit coming up next from the NYPD, Mike Kemper. Um, this morning I woke up early and I was on with Rosanna Scotto and Bianca on uh, Fox 5 talking about President Trump. He was deposed today by the New York State Attorney General's office, um, Letitia James's office, about he and his children. They're involved in this lawsuit and his corporation inflating values of their property so that they can use the property as collateral to borrow more money from financial institutions. Quite frankly, I'm more troubled by these accusations, which are civil accusations, not saying anyone should go to jail, than I am with the indictment that um, Bragg handed down, which is really a one-on-one endeavor between him and Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels um, when we have banks collapsing all over the place, uh, a, a billionaire real estate tycoon lying to financial institutions about the values of the buildings that they are using, they're relying upon to, um, I mean, Nick, are you with me? Yes. Yes. I okay. Am. I'm sorry. I think I just, I apologize. Um, so they're relying upon, um, Trump telling them, okay, he must be, he must have provided some sort of appraisal to borrow money. Um, 
but they're saying that those appraisals were, were heavily inflated and that he was not entitled to that that money so or those loans so they're doing a deep dive into the finances trump was going to be questioned today the last time he was questioned um it was a um he took he pled the fifth whether he pled the fifth today we don't know yet i we just checked before we came on the air we didn't hear any reporting about what happened at the deposition so we will um We'll probably find out tomorrow whether he took the fifth or whether he answered the questions. It's treacherous because Alvin Bragg is also looking at this case to see if there's any criminal charges that can be brought against him. So probably the smart thing he should do is to take the fifth. But in civil court, when you take the fifth, it can be used against you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with the chief of department, uh, the chief of transit for the NYPD, Chief Mike Kemper. Don't go away. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Let's talk about Italia and Sicilia, the best of Italy, Rome and Sicily. I mean, that's, I got to tell you, the only thing I would sneak in there is uh, is Florence. But, you know, Rome and Sicily are just fantastic. And you could experience it from October 18th to October 28th in a very special way. Our friend, the great morning show host, Joe Piscopo, has teamed up with Steve Perillo to create this special offer to our AM970 family, a special Perillo tour with Piscopo performing and, and being part of the whole the whole experience. Three nights in Rome, you'll see all the great sights. Have dinner with Piscopo, he'll sing and tell you jokes. Then you fly to Sicily, you spend three nights in Taromina, you'll go to all these little towns, some of which where the Godfather movie was filmed. You'll have a wine tasting on Mount Etna, unbelievable. And then you go to Palermo for three more nights where there's so many fantastic towns right in that neck of the woods. Don't forget, Perillo is a stress-free escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today, 1-800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515, or read all about it at perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM970, The Answer. Lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala, and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Gotta love this music. Going right into what we're talking about next. I'm taking over the mic for Arthur Idala for this segment because 
I really wanted to talk about subway and subway crime and some new initiatives that the NYPD is taking. So this is Joni Pelzer, executive producer for Arthur, and I am so honored to have on the line with us today the chief of transit for the NYPD, Michael Kemper. So Michael Kemper, chief, thank you very much and welcome again to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Joan, my pleasure. Good to talk to you. I just love it that you answer the phone and that you are here to be a resource for our listeners. So I have been reading all about different crimes, and I know that the media may play it differently from what we know on the back end. But a woman was choked during a mugging in Penn Station today um, based on a backpack. A few other incidents, a strap hanger was stabbed to death on a Brooklyn subway because he pulled the, the cord, the rip cord to stop the subway and someone attacked him and killed him. And we keep seeing this. However, I know these incidents happen over and over. I do also have some stats that I pulled up, the NYPD stats from Sunday, showing that there's a 25% uptick in complaints involving six major crimes within the transit system. But I thought, let's get the expert on the line to actually tell us really what's going on. So could you give us a bit of an update on the crime stats? Sure. Joan, so listen, um, this is the New York City subway system. It's uh, the busiest subway system perhaps in the world. Uh, Year-to-date, crime was still down versus last year. We're down uh, a little over uh, 7% versus last year. We're still down versus pre-pandemic years, 2019-2018. March was was challenging for us in in the subway system in relation to crime. We were down in crime in January. We were down in crime in February. And March March was challenging. We we were up uh, in crime in March. And driving that crime in March... Uh, was grand larcenies. And uh, grand larcenies, as I'm sure you know and uh, Arthur knows and some of your listeners, is um, it, it's the stealing of property, usually the property valued at uh, over $1,000 or, or from the person with no force. So that's what we're seeing is driving the increase. It's, it's people uh, falling asleep on the subway car and, and not securing their property or being pickpocketed, and that's what's driving the crime uh, in March. And is this... Is subway only, or is this buses also? Are we seeing it on buses as well? So I'm talking uh, about uh, just in the subway system. That's uh, the Transit Bureau uh, polices the subway system. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, So I know you have a number of new initiatives, and I know Mayor Adams had a big display of these initiatives, very technological, in Times Square the other day. He has the Digidogs, and then he has Snitchbot, which are, they kind of look like R2-D2 from Star Wars, and those are supposedly um, doing the mezzanine areas of Times Square. I just wanted you to give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what these are and how they will help fight crime, and will they be only in the Midtown area, or are these expected to then go to other boroughs? So this is, uh, Joan, this is all about capitalizing on current technology and using it to improve public safety in the subway system. So this pilot, uh, and I'm going to be talking about the uh, pilot in the subway system, that's the K5 device or the R2-D2 looking device. That pilot is slated to start in July of this year uh, at one station. Uh, that station is going to be the Times Square station in Manhattan. It's uh, probably the biggest and largest uh, station uh, in the city. 
that uh, device is only going to be deployed to the mezzanine area. So I know there's questions and concerns about uh, people pushing it onto the train tracks uh, or down the steps. Uh, we're going to avoid that by, uh, you know, starting uh, its deployment in the mezzanine area only. Uh, but these devices are, are, are pretty cool. They offer us a lot. So if you want, I can give you uh, just some of the things that it can offer us. Yes, please. So, you know, just to start with, it's, it's going to offer us a, a 360-degree high-definition uh, video uh, cameras, which, which interestingly enough, it's, it's going to record and it's going to allow us to view that uh, in real time. Uh, and we are going to be uh, watching it in, in real time. Also, Joan, it's, it's a great deterrent. It's going to offer us uh, prime deterrence with its presence. It's going to offer us tremendous investigative value, too, to our detectives if the need arises. Also, Joan, it's, it's going to be equipped with a help button. Uh, so look at it like this. If you're a, a rider uh, and, or you're walking through the mezzanine area and you need any sort of help, uh, you could push the button and it's going to immediately connect uh, whoever pushes that button with a 911 operator. Uh, for immediate assistance, whether you need the police, an ambulance, or the uh, fire department. Also, Joan, just envision something going on in that station, God forbid. Uh, it's going to offer uh, first responders a real-time view of the station if something were to occur, you know, basically offering us actionable intelligence prior to entering the location. So look at it like as offering uh, an extra layer of safety for first responders. It's going to be equipped with heat sensors and, detect, and, and can detect a fire. Uh, we can broadcast messages if they need a rise. And, you know, uh, let's not forget how cool looking it is. The uh, prototype that's displayed, that's not how it's going to look. It still hasn't been decided. That prototype is just uh, uh, from the company that, uh, that made it. Um, but it's going to be cool looking, and, and it's definitely going to be a hit with New Yorkers and tourists alike who I'm sure are going to be taking pictures with it. And I saw you, you tweeted it out, and it's almost as tall as you, and you're pretty tall. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm uh, six foot two. Uh, this device, the K5 device, is uh, approximately five feet and weighs a little over 400 pounds, John. Wow. And will there only be one, or are there going to be more than one, or is this just a tester first and then maybe more later? The pilot, we're going to start with one. It's going to be uh, at the Times Square station, as I mentioned. And once that pilot is over... Uh, we're going to evaluate its effectiveness, you know, weigh the pros and cons, and a decision will be made on, in relation to either keeping it, expanding it uh, further citywide, or, or not using it at all. Wow. It looks really cool. It does. I've seen pictures of it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Do you know when it's actually going to start to deploy? Yeah, so right now, uh, tentatively, uh, July, sometime in July. That's the uh, plan right now. Okay, and will will this um, change the number of officers that are in the Times Square mezzanine, or will that stay the same? Uh, no, this it's uh, this is just a supplement. Uh, the police. This is not taking the place of a, a police officer. Uh, that that's a great question, and uh, I'm glad you asked that question because uh, if that was a concern to anyone, that is not the case. This is just a, a supplement uh, to the police officers that are out there. Excellent, excellent. And what about um, graffiti or things like that? What if somebody tries to do something to this new K5 device or rookie, as we'll call it, NYPD rookie K5? Well, look at it this way. He's, he's in training. Uh, he's, he is a rookie. He'll, he'll be starting in July. And it's a crime. Listen, Joan, you, you can't destroy people's property. Uh, you can't destroy this if you do. You're committing a crime. It could be a misdemeanor. It could even be a felony, depending on uh, what type of uh, destruction you do cause. 
and you'll be arrested. This has been fantastic information. Can you just do me one favor at the end of this? Give New Yorkers and tourists and visitors alike, what can they do to stay safe on their own in the subway? I know you mentioned people fall asleep and they get bags and things stolen. What can folks do to just keep themselves safer in the subway system? Probably the, the biggest tip I can give is just be a, just stay aware and be aware of your surroundings. Uh, if you could walk uh, through the station or to the uh, subway car uh, with someone else or with a group, uh, I would recommend that, just as I would recommend the same thing if you were uh, walking down the street. Uh, but just be aware of your surroundings and, and protect your valuables, protect your property. And, and just always remember uh, that there are bad people. There are opportunists looking for a, a quick, easy score. Uh, and uh, don't uh, don't make it easy for them. Thank you so much. You know, it's it's an honor to have you be able to give us this firsthand information. You communicate constantly on Twitter. I see it all the time, and it's really useful, I think, for folks to know that this is out there and know that you're really communicating what's going on and that there are police officers available when they need them. So thank you so much, Chief of Transit Michael Kemper. Please promise you'll come on again and again. Joan, call me. I'm on. Thank you very much. Send my love to uh, Arthur and uh, be well. Thank you so much. Have an amazing afternoon and stay safe. Thank you so much for joining us today for the Arthur Idala Power Hour on AM 970 The Answer. We hope you have a safe journey home this evening and we will see you again tomorrow night, Friday. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.